0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about another concept this week. Well, so this week. I'll start it out this way. This week, we've been sort of brainstorming different ideas and different concepts for sports cards. And today, I am going to be talking about a concept that is around, but it's not really – well, yes, it is kind of prevalent. but So it's basically so exquisite for Upper Deck – is a, if you saw earlier this year, a, an exquisite number to 23 LeBron RPA sold for, I believe it was $900,000. No, no, that was the, sorry, that was the $1.8 million LeBron. that The, the $900,000 was the LeBron Jordan upper deck card from, I think that was still uh, LeBron's rookie year. But the the exquisite... Throughout, it's it's basically exquisite. So I'm gonna t- I'm going to talk about exquisite today. So if you don't know, exquisite is like Upper Deck's. I I mean I guess it's one of their premier products. I mean I I'm not super super familiar with Upper Deck's products. I know like this year, exquisite came out of Goodwin Champions, I believe. Like, but so some of the other exquisites. I mean, if you look back in history, um, and because the, the reason I'm talking about this is because I've seen exquisite this year and the design is the same as the LeBron exquisite which I had I asked around a couple people why they did that and it didn't really seem like there was a specific reason and some people said that it was because there wasn't creativity I think some people said that it was just because that's what they do and it wasn't really there like I said there wasn't really a specific reason and if you look back at other years, so you look it back at, like, there's a Steph Curry exquisite, there is a Luca exquisite, there is a Ben Simmons exquisite, RP. these are all RPAs, and they all have the same design. The same, the same, like, R, uh at least I think it's an R shape for the, uh for the patch, and then they have the autograph underneath, and then they have the smaller picture up top, and I, I like the concept, to be completely honest. Like, I think that if upper, I, I mean, at this point, Upper Deck has to be doing it intentionally because there's no reason really for... it's such It's such a simple design. It really wouldn't be that crazy if they were to just tweak it here and there and make it look different. But I think that if a company like Panini, and I think this would have to be some sort of National Treasures type of design, and I almost think that it could even be like a it could be if if nash if if panini were to do this and they had the licensing i think that coming up with a concept that was basically just the card being the same design throughout the history of the product itself i think would be kind of an interesting idea intentionally uh doing it would is kind of my the point of that i think would be good cuz it like i said if if upper deck is just doing this because they don't want to come up with another design like that i don't like that concept but i obviously i'm not in I'm not in Upper Deck's mind or whatever. I don't work there, so I don't know one way or the other if the exquisite design is intentional. Which I I have to imagine that at this point it probably is. Um, but I think exquisite has in my mind it has become almost a card that's very close to being as important as national tre- as national treasures because of what happened with the LeBron card. So when I've talked about this in the past, I think stuff that happens in the past and the future either is linked or will be more linked in the future. That's why like when I was looking at the Shaq and Kobe rookie cards, I was looking at the tops cards because in my mind I said anybody who is new to sports cards and wants to come in and wants to get a... Wants to get a Kobe or a Shaq rookie, and maybe they have some knowledge on the 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 modern market. They're going to look and they're going to say, "Oh well, Topps made rookie cards. I'll go with that one." And I think it could be it could be similar, obviously at like a way larger scale at a way more expensive scale for Exquisite. um, I think that if that that Exquisite nowadays, like so, I saw a Joe Burrow. I saw a Joe Burrow one, and it's not licensed, but I do think that if hypothetically there's some sort of licensing that they can get, upper deck, if there's some sort of licensing they, licensing they can get, Exquisite would be just as big of a product, and I think they could almost... I don't know. I guess because the thing is, like, the product itself, I was going to say, I think they could come out with their own Exquisite product, and that would sort of defeat the purpose of kind of the concept that I'm talking about, because then they'd have to be other designs. But I guess if they were to do... I or number to I mean they could do number to ninety nine. I think that would then allow them. And the only and then I guess the only problem there would be if they want to include like base cards, like basically make the exquisite make that the like hit of the box, and then do like three or four other smaller cards um, that aren't that aren't that same design. That maybe could be even just regular base cards, or could just be. And this would be. My concept for this product that I that that I think they should try and that they could try and do um, with with an exquisite throughout the years leaving the same design. So the the big the big hit that's coming out of this product is going to be a number to ninety nine or 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 it could just be like exquisite could be a card that's numbered to ninety nine. They have one that's numbered to fifty. They have one that's numbered to 10, 1 to 5, and then a one of one. So they have five iterations of this exquisite card. I don't know. I guess uh maybe. Yeah. So they have five different iterations. And then they and then they put in maybe some base cards or maybe some other patch cards or maybe some other autographs. And, but they make the the it's called I, the exquisite but like whatever the new name of this product would be that's the that's the name of the product itself and that that name correlates with the big hit from the box um and i think they would in my opinion it probably should be like a basketball or a or a football thing because it just seems like in my opinion the patch autographs are much bigger in those two sports than they would be in like baseball I mean, soccer, who knows at this point what could happen with soccer, but like, I I, I don't think patch autographs are too uh, widely widely desired in soccer. But I think if they were to... Actually, maybe... You know what I think they would do? I think they should not have one of one. They shouldn't have the 5, 10, and 50. They should only have the number to 99. I think if they only had the number to 99, that would allow them to... That would probably allow them to just keep this one design, and then not have to have like one that's numbered to ninety nine, but then one that's numbered to whatever. I think, um, I think if they just did the number to ninety nine, and then the rest of the cards, none of them were numbered, and like the hit of the box or whatever was was a, a number to ninety nine exquisite RPA, or or maybe it's not an R, maybe it's not an RPA, maybe it's not a rookie card, maybe it's a a card that is. A card that's in that could be anybody. Which I guess as I keep adding concepts and thoughts to the product, kind of my idea about it changes a little bit because I almost think that they should the art the exquisite cards should be exclusively rookies, and then the other cards you get in the box could be rookies, could be. Could be a veteran, could be like a Hall of Famer or something like that. So I mean, I think it would be it would have to be kind of an expensive product because you need the RPAs for for all the products. So I don't know how many rookies. And I almost think that it would be kind of cool if they did like a basketball football mix, like the same way that Goodwin Champions and Upper Deck does, like with the exquisite. Cause this year I saw exquisites for uh Joe Burrow. I saw one for um Jason Dominguez, so like that was a combination because it was because I think Exquisite was coming out of Goodwin Champions and that was the thing. But so with this, like this, I'm just going to call it the Exquisite product because I don't I don't have a I didn't come up with a name for the product itself. But so the Exquisite product would be the hit card is going to be it's going to look the same exact throughout the the whole product itself, and it's going to probably not and and then it's going to be the same throughout the years. So like the main exquisite the hit card or the hit or whatever coming out of the box is going to be it's going to be an RPA of some of of someone in the league and the design is always going to be the same. And I think that establishing brand in this scenario would be a Cool idea going forward for one of these companies or whoever wants to try and maybe take this on. I'm not saying any of them are listening, but if they are, just let me know and I can give you some more ideas here. I guess what we've been doing on this podcast this week has been just ideas for new products. So the Exquisite product is going to be... It's going to be the same design and basically the same way that they do Exquisite now. And I don't I don't think... I'm not 100% sure. I've only seen... Like the research that I was doing I only found like the Steph the Steph Curry, the Ben Simmons, Luka Burrow, LeBron. I didn't see any other years, so I'm not 100% sure if this is just the concept that they've been doing. Um but like I mean that exquisite LeBron especially with the fact that it sold for 1.8 million dollars. I think I'm pretty sure it was numbered to 23 the one that sold for 1.8, because I know there was a number to 99 one that sold as well through Golden Auctions or Heritage or one of the big auction houses. I know they've been... I mean, Golden Auctions has absolutely been crushing this past year in this last auction. I don't know if anyone heard about this. Probably, uh, probably because I'm sure they, they tweeted about it. And I'm, I saw, I think, sports... Uh, uh, I saw a couple other people talking about it. I think it was a uh, sports card collector uh one of the like main accounts i get my news from they tweeted about it i'm actually just gonna look them up really quick so i make sure because uh no it was just sports collector they they do phenomenal work with just like news and stuff like new like uh news and cards that are selling at auction houses and just like breaking stuff i think they do a really phenomenal job with that type of uh type of content and that's where sometimes i'll get some of my some of my post and some of the concepts for my post so they posted that uh in the last round they sold 16 million dollars worth of like merchandise and the like auction the card auctions that sold so i mean it's absolutely absolutely crushing and some of these exquisite cards have sold in those in in these auctions um the borough i don't think i'm not sure if there's much hype around the borough i mean the unlicensed nature of the product i think is I think it's an, it's not it is an issue but at the same time I feel like it shouldn't be because the because the patch and the autograph are legit. So it's like just because they're using a picture with without a um just because they're using a picture without any logos on it, I don't think that should really especially a card like this. Maybe maybe if you're looking at like a base card, maybe it's a little bit more of a big deal. But if you're looking at, like, an RPA or something like this, or even, na- I mean, National Treasures is almost the same thing. Like, I would say National Treasures is a more important baseball product than any high-end Tops baseball product that they have. I, I think that's, I think if, I don't know how Tops or if they even want to do this, like, maybe Tops doesn't even want to come out with a high-end, or because they have a ton of high-end products. It's not they don't want to, but they don't, I'm not sure if it's that the national, and this is kind of a thing that I talk about with brand, like is the National Treasures brand so strong in Panini that they can come out with an unlicensed baseball product and have it, and and this is my, my opinion, I don't, I guess maybe I'll, I'd have to look into trying to figure out how to prove it one way or the other, but I look at National Treasures baseball and I think that's more, that's, that's a more important product than any of the high-end tops. RPA products, which I don't even think they call them RPAs, which I don't know if that's maybe maybe Panini or maybe Upper Deck or someone maybe they own that, but and I'm not sure why. Maybe because there's like pre rookie cards and I, patch cards are just never in baseball. Realistically, I think that these patch autograph cards should be more important, and I'm not sure if if Tops is if Tops brand is. More invested in base cards and non autographs, and uh, some of these like non, not the not no patches, no autographs, because MLB does the thing where most of their patches and their game use stuff have an authentication sticker on them. So, like, if Panini could, if Panini were to do that, see, and maybe that actually that could be honestly, honestly, that could be one of the big reasons is because most. I would I don't know what the percentage is of top stuff that's authenticated but I would say most of what I have seen is authenticated uh and maybe that's why maybe Panini can come out with a, like a bunch of different huge like a like a flawless and impeccable uh, uh, opulence a national treasures all these like huge patch autograph cards they can come out with a bunch of them because they are they're not necessarily they're they're player worn in most cases which for the most part, is to essentially just, if the player put the jersey on, it, sometimes I think what they end up doing is they just give them, the, and then the jersey becomes player-worn and it's not game-worn. Like, I think a lot of Topps stuff is game-worn and they have the authentication sticker. I'm not, like I said, I'm not 100% sure on the total percentage of what that would be compared to non-authenticated patches. But from what I've seen, a lot of, a lot of these cards have that authentication. So that could be a reason why tops doesn't, have like a huge because they, I mean like I said I and I keep saying they don't have a huge patch autograph product they have a bunch of high end products like they have triple threads they have a like a, they have a, a a number of them that come out to, sort of towards the end of the year and throughout the year but I just don't know if if tops were to try and brand a product like national treasures I don't exactly know how they would do it because and it also could just be that baseball has more players so yeah i mean baseball has more players so i don't see why tops wouldn't be able to do wouldn't be able to do a product like this and it could just be that they don't want to like they don't want to necessarily put out a product with like because with the nba i mean there's there's uh, the, hypothetically if there's there's thirty teams so there's probably ten players roughly ten players so all i mean all the rookies essentially you can count you can count on any rookie and then from there there's probably so there's probably one to three rookies from each team and then after that there's probably that would that would leave then like um, I mean, I'm making up a number. If, if, if the checklist is for National Treasures, if it's 100 cards, if each team has all of their rookies in it, that's roughly 30 to 45 players. And then the other the other 50 to 60, depending on how many are in the product, are then going to be just regular players. So like if tops, I don't know, maybe, maybe they look at it and they say, we don't want to... We don't want to do it that way because top, the top 100 plus the rookies, maybe the, the the rookies themselves, they don't want to come out with this product and have to either hold out certain names or they don't want to put in certain names because they don't want to like waste a spot or waste like a, a patch or an autograph, something like that. So I, I can see why Tops would avoid a product like this, but... I think that if they could figure out a way and I don't know what they would call it I think National Treasures is the branding of it is really phenomenal I think the concept of the like high end like it's just has that like mystique of like a like national treasure I think it's like the perfect name for the design that they created for this product and it has like the high 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 end uh mystique to it I guess and that's and I know mystique is is a very it's a uh, it's a descriptive word that doesn't really explain exact details of the product but I think using using that term mystique in my opinion I think explains National Treasures pretty well. So if National Treasures, I don't think that like if Panini I don't think they would just be able to do that with National Treasures. I think they would have to they would have to come out with the product and they'd have to brand it as a new product and they would have to probably the other problem is they'd probably have to invest in some big names there and maybe that would take away from other products and i don't know maybe it's even maybe they take like a flawless or an impeccable or something and they make that the one product where the the number to 99 rpa is cuz i think that's what that's kind of the concept and brand that i'm sort of trying to create here is that the the numbered to 99 rpa looks the same every single year but it's it's the hit card from the box itself and then there's other cards maybe autographs maybe just patches but um that so that way you can't figure out exactly how many boxes there are of this product because you know that i, I for whatever reason that's not a thing that uh any card company really wants people to be able to do that's why they come out with a 100 different parallels in a product like Prism they don't want people to necessarily know how many boxes there are, how many hobby boxes. They don't cuz and that's and then that that's what they'll do. They'll say um in 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 theory, I think what it what it was uh in in theory what they do is they have a they have all the sorry, I'm, I I I lost my train of thought right there. So they have the silver parallel, and then they have like four or five other non-numbered parallels. That like, if the box says you're guaranteed uh, a silver, and then another parallel, it's like they can they can manipulate that however they want and say, and, and it, it essentially it makes it so you can't tell how many boxes there are. So they, you would have to sort of figure that out. You'd have to figure out a way to, and I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of a base product and this 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 uh 90 number to 99 RPA, which is I think is sort of what Goodwin Champions is like. So I guess it's kind of a couple different concepts that I like that would really get this get this brand off the ground to create it and create some longevity because I think the other the other the other thing with Exquisite and why I think it's it's probably going to be a more popular brand in the future for upper deck is just the fact that like there's a LeBron exquisite rpa and that's that's considered that's basically considered like his his card that you would want to get i think that's so it's going to be tough to you would you would have to potentially launch it in a year where hypothetically you're kind of banking on a lebron being part of that class so you know in theory if you believe in Zion or Ja launching it this last year would have been a good year or if you're a foot, if you're football i mean launching it next year with <coughs> Trevor Lawrence i think would be another example of where they could potentially see some big names because i think with sports cards that's kind of an interesting part of it is that like sometimes when you're launching a product or you're launching something or just coming out with any type of product, the hype around it is sort of indicative of what the how well the pros, how good the prospects are, and I think it can be tougher sometimes to to market some stuff if you don't really have like a strong class. Which twenty nineteen is a strong class, I think, at the moment. I still think. I you know I'm going to have to before we start deeming the 2019 class the same as the the 2003 class with LeBron and D Wade and Bosh and Melo they're going to have to be playing in the year for they're going to be playing in the league for 4 or 5 years at least in my opinion before we can start saying that this not 2019 class or the 2018 class cuz I think both of them are both of them are good but there there's a lot of bust potential I don't want really to mean to word it that way, but there there is bus potential at any t- any time you're looking at a new rookie class in 2018 and 2019, I would consider new. So, I think looking at it that way, launching the product. I guess Luca would have been another example. Like if they if they could have launched this new product when like Luca was a rookie, I think that would have been a a good a good um a good way to do it. But, you know, obviously you can't really control that, so it's hard to really kind of Try to cater the the product around a rookie or a, or a class of rookies, but I think I I think the the concept of having the number to ninety nine RPA and having it be the same design throughout its history of the product I think is if you're doing it intentionally I think it's a very interesting concept and I think one that would be cool if we ever saw that another company do it with like how they do it with exquisite. So that's all I've got for today's episode. I'm actually excited to announce sort of announce on the podcast that i'm going to be trying to include in trying to include some segments here on the podcast so the two that i have that are sort of i'm racking around in my brain is one's going to be called buy or sell which is going to be fairly simple it's literally just going to be uh I, what what I'm hoping to do essentially with this concept, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the concept, and then I'll wrap up the show. But what I what I probably intend on doing here is putting out an Instagram post or putting out a Twitter Twitter post and talking about talking about the the segments and trying to get people's feedback on the segments. So the buy or sell is one of them, and then the other one's called hype profile, which. The name, is it's a working title. I'm not 100% sure if that's going to be the, the final title of the segment, but what buy or sell will be, will, it'll hopefully be, I'll either have one name or two names, depending on how often the segments, and like I said, I'm still working on kind of hashing out some of these concepts, but the, the buy or sell is just going to be, I'm going to be putting out a post, and when people, te- when people comment names that they want to talk about, I'll just be talking about them on the podcast and kind of profiling them uh, a little bit, a little bit more, and saying whether that's somebody that I would buy or whether that's somebody I would sell, but then explaining that player maybe a little in a little bit more depth and why why I would choose what I chose on that certain player. And this just kind of goes back. I was talking the other day about I want to try and do a little bit more player analysis because I think I like sports and I like making more predictions about players. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be talking, and I'm, I, I, it'll be you know i'm thinking there will be 2018 2019 rookies in there and even though i've said uh this is something that you should try and stay away from i think i still think that prospecting is going to be big within sports cards no matter what and i don't necessarily want to i don't want to get out of the space of prospecting just because i think that there's going to be some players that aren't good in the future so that's the, the buy or sell and uh that's going to be one of the segments and then the hype profile is going to be very similar to the buy or sell where people will comment hopefully if people hopefully a couple people will comment a few players that they like and I'm going to take one of the players and then I'm going to I'm going to essentially do like an analysis on their like internet kind of well, actually, it's going to be a very similar analysis to the buy or sell, but it's going. I'm going to be giving them grades on certain aspects that I'm. St- that's part of the segment I'm still trying to uh, work out and, and hype because I think that there are different ways to have hype. So uh, that's one thing that I want to try and do with the, with that other segment. And then I think there's going to be a third segment. I ha- I'm not 100 percent sure. I do want to try and work these out a little bit first before I try and dive into some more. But the hype profile, I guess, is what. Um, is going to be at least for now that's the name of the that's the name of the other the other con- the other segment that I want to try and add in here and realistically it'll probably be like one show a week where I'll do e- and I mean honestly I kind of want to get to the point where each each day there's a new one but I want to start getting my feet wet on at least one or two so um long term it's hopefully going to be like in every every episode there'll be a different segment where i talk about something um but for now it's just going to be those two and realistically it'll probably be just the one for now until i can kind of get into the rhythm because that's what i've noticed usually typically things are typically things are a little bit uh tougher to start out and then once you kind of get the once you get the flow and get everything kind of figured out and you figure out your system then adding another thing in that's sort of what i've tried to do with the content at times so that's probably my plan for for hopefully next week i guess i'll launch them i'm not 100 sure when i'm going to be doing it because i want to do like a rollout with with instagram and talking about it on instagram a couple times so we'll see uh, but that is all i've got for today's episode i want to thank you all for listening Uh, If you're listening on iTunes, you want to leave a review, that'd be phenomenal. Or if you want to follow on Spotify or follow on any of the social medias, that would be great as well. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.